Hello everyone, this is China Paradigm, where we, Dashi Consulting, interview seasoned entrepreneurs in China. Hello everyone, I'm Matthew David, the founder of Dashi Consulting and its podcast, China Paradigm. Today, I'm with Miro Lee. You are the founder of Double V Consulting. Um, I, I'm, I'm correct, you have the word consulting in it, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. And you, 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 you'd have to explain us uh, why it's WV later on and why it's consulting because I think you do a lot of operations. So WV Consulting, you are focusing on Xiaongshu. I yeah. feel, uh, as I understand, both on consulting and also on action, how to action Xiaongshu and how to manage. Actually, you manage for some brands their presence on Xiaongshu, as I understood. You have a couple of, of cases on your website uh, before we... Um, Sophia talked to you uh, um, on, on, on what you do, and uh, you are mainly focusing on, on uh, uh, beauty brands, um, on, on, on premium brands, on, uh, I feel, cosmetics, skincare, uh, but you are going to talk, and foreign brands. Um, that's something we, we are going to see together. So to, to, to tell more about Xiaongshu, which is known in the West as the word red, as, as the company Red or Red or Little Red Book. Red, oh, what? Uh, red or Little Red Book or Xiaohongshu. Little Red Book. Okay. Yeah. For the first one who are listening to us from the West, who don't, who don't live in China, who don't maybe know Chinese, Xiaohongshu means Little Red Book and actually it refers to the book of Mao, right? Uh, <laughs> well, it's different. <laughs> but that's the same word, right? Yeah, that's the same work, actually. So in terms of reference, the, the, the reference, the, the cultural reference comes from the, 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 the book from written by Mao Zedong. Of course, uh, it has been used with another trademark and not as a book trademark, but as a website. Actually, not as a website, as mainly an app, an APP. Yeah. Uh, actually, the website is, is, is nothing. as a desktop website. It's purely an APP. Yes, Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, f- first, first question: Could you give us an idea of um, the, the size of the business? What you so the size of the business? How many clients you have been working with? And uh, I know it's pretty recent. You started the business like two years ago. But if you could give us about uh, how many clients or size of the team, some metrics to to have an idea of where where you are now in your in your in your path, entrepreneurial path. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, two offices in Hong Kong and in Shenzhen. Uh, our operation team are mostly in Shenzhen, and we are working with uh, all of our clients are foreign brands, and uh, they are well small to medium foreign brands, and they don't have a lot of brand presence in China. So basically, we are helping we are helping them to do. Um, like the first step in China, like from zero to one. And uh, we are helping, uh, most of our brands are from Europe and uh, the US. And we are now uh, working with uh, more than 10, uh, 20, more than 20 brands. Um, Yeah, so what we do is we can do the first consulting part. We can help them do uh, like the brand audit, uh, research, and the strategy. And then we can also do the operation and also marketing part. I see. So when you say you have 20 clients, does it mean that you're operating 20 accounts? Yeah, 20 brands. Uh, on, so you are operating the 20 accounts, uh, roughly mm-hmm. 20 accounts on Xiaongshu. 
Yeah. You do what you say, right? Your official account, on your own account, so on. Okay. Um, we we I touched on something. We we wrote an article on on your own show um a, a few weeks ago, and not even a month ago. Uh, and um, what's interesting on, on the history of Xiaohongshu is that it began in Hong Kong. You are based in Hong Kong as well. Uh, it began in Hong Kong as a travel guide. Uh, I think it was 2013, yes. And the, the, then, step by step, it became not only a travel guide to discover, discover places to go, but how to buy, how, yeah. how, what to purchase in, um, in, in Hong Kong. And as we know, what we call the Chinese traveler, it's a big thing in Hong Kong. You have a lot of Chinese from mainland going to Hong Kong to buy, only because of taxes, which are lower, so also because of availability of products and so on. And step by step, um, it became a guide. Uh, it, it was a guide and it became a marketplace where mm -hmm. actually you could buy product from Hong Kong through the app. And mm -hmm. then people began to sell also products from Thailand from Japan, from Korea. That's how it began. And that's why the identity of Xiaohongshu is very cross-border. It's very mm -hmm. international. And that's something I discovered recently, actually. I didn't understand why Xiaohongshu was so into cross-border. Actually, it's based on the roots of Xiaohongshu, which was a travel guide. Uh, could you tell us more about um, uh, why Xiaohongshu could be a good platform for um, brands who want to enter China through cross-border. And my questions specifically are why in terms of audience, people mm -hmm. on the platform, but why in terms of functions? For instance, do you need a bank account in China? Do you need a company in China to sell Xiaohongshu? Or it's purely cross-border? And finally, how do you do it technically with Alipay, WeChat Pay, if you have only have a, a foreign account, French mm -hmm. account, an American account? So it's a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, so um, like you said, uh, Xiaohongshu is focusing a lot on cross-border, but now it's not 100% cross-border. So there are also Chinese brands selling on Xiaohongshu. Yeah, that's another um, thing. Um, so for a foreign brand, why um, is Xiaohongshu a good place for them to start? Because first, you don't need to have a Chinese company to open the shop on Xiaohongshu. You just need, for example, you are a French company and you can use your French company and your French bank account to open the shop on Xiaohongshu and you can receive euro in uh, with your local bank account. And people in China, they can pay with Alipay and WeChat Pay. And Xiaohongshu will transfer euro or US dollar to you. So it's uh, they support cross-border payment and they're allowing uh, foreign companies to open the shop. And uh, they also provide logistics um, support. They have seven warehouses in um, different countries, different uh, districts, like they have a warehouse in Hong Kong, in Europe, in the US, in Australia. So you can put stock in their warehouse and uh, they can do all the packaging, um, customer clearance, last mile delivery, everything for you. So it's pretty easy for a small to medium brand. If you don't have your own warehouse, you don't have your own Chinese team, you can also start from Xiaohongshu. Um, and uh, I think another thing that is getting more and more popular is because uh, its audience, like you said, Xiaohongshu is very popular among um, like Chinese millennials, young generation. And they like to, um, they, like, they are looking for some really, really unique products like uh, foreign brands that they can't buy from other places or other platforms. So that's why they 
like to share their like feedbacks or product reviews in the Xiaohongshu community. And they're expecting that they can also buy from Xiaohongshu because they share a lot of like photos or they see other people's reviews. So they, they want to see if they can also buy from Xiaohongshu. So that's why Xiaohongshu is inviting a lot of foreign brands, like really unique uh, niche brands uh, that they may not sell on other platforms or other places. So they can start on Xiaohongshu and they can I see. I see. To be more specific, so I, I'm uh, let's say I'm, um, I manage a French company. I want to sell mm-hmm. on Shanghai. How do I open an Alipay cross border and WeChat cross border? I need to do that first, right, before selling on Shanghai. You don't need to do that. So, okay. uh, yeah, you because uh, Xiaohongshu, they receive money from Chinese customers uh, with Alipay and WeChat Pay, and then Xiaohongshu transfer euro to your local bank account. I see. So they pay through the WeChat or Alipay or Xiaohongshu, and then sending you money. Yes. Sending you money. Okay. But that should be expensive. How much the commission is and how much the setup is? Because I believe uh, they, you go through the WeChat or Alipay or Xiaohongshu itself. So mm-hmm. I believe they charge even more that if you have your direct WeChat or Alipay, the commission on Alipay is, is like less than 1%. Uh, so mm-hmm. how much is the commission on Xiaohongshu? How much does it yeah. take? Yes, Xiaohongshu takes uh, averagely because it's different from categories or brands. Okay. Averagely, it's a 15% commission. So, so it's like, okay. like Amazon. Like Amazon, but much more than Tmall and Taobao. Tmall, yes. Taobao, I mean, Tmall is about 6 to 10%. And here it's fifteen percent. It's much more like in the West, Amazon. I see. Yes, okay. uh, but they don't charge fixed fee because Timo and JD they have a fixed fee. Mm. So Xiaohongshu they only have a deposit plus commission. How much is the deposit? Uh, Average,ly it's uh, for foreign brand. It's around uh, three thousand and five hundred US dollar. Okay, so it's yeah, about uh, twenty thousand uh, GMB. GMB. Yeah. I see, and you can pay in USD or in Euro. Um, uh, USD. Yeah, oh, only USD. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, I see, I see. So, of this deposit, the deposit is mainly used because if you have some product to return, I believe, they will take yes, the deposit. or some quality problem, they have to uh, get refund. I see. I see. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit technical and, and going in detail here, but for, for the ret- when, when a client from, from China wants to return the product, mm-hmm. how does it work? Because the warehouses are overseas and this company which is selling Xiaohongshu has no presence in China. So how does it work? So um, for a seller, they have two options. One option is they they can say they don't accept um, returns if it's the customer's problem. I mean, if it's the quality, the, the product quality problem, uh, they have to accept returns. But if uh, it's like, uh, I buy this product, then I don't like it, uh, they can choose. They don't accept returns. If they are from foreign countries, they are shipping products from foreign countries. So another option is they can also have a return address inside China. So they can have like a Chinese company or a Chinese partner who receive returns for them. And it's not Xiaohongshu which is doing it because Xiaohongshu is managing seven warehouses outside of China, but she, it, it, they, they don't have, they don't offer the, the service of managing returns, do they? Yeah, yes, you can because you can also set the return address as the Xiaohongshu's warehouse if you are using Xiaohongshu's okay. warehouse. Yes. 
And then you have to pay more, like Amazon FBA, right? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Do, do you have some metrics about um, uh, the cost of using uh, the warehousing from, from Songshu? Um, actually, honestly, uh, it's not very expensive, I think. So, for example, let's say if you have stock in Hong Kong warehouse, it takes um, around 25, or 25 to 30 RMB for each um, kg. So it's like for each shipping, okay. shipping cost is that to thirty RMB. But, so it's, but for for how long? Because warehousing depends on on weight, volume, and time. No, it's it's just the shipping cost. Um, Xiaohongshu has sixty days, sixty day free warehousing. So you can put your stock in their warehouse for sixty days, free for free for sixty days. For free, and after you have to pay. Yeah, so that's why you can you can put, for example, one box or two boxes for sixty days, and they all sell out, and then you can ship more. It's very It doesn't require you a minimum, like stock or something. Okay, and then the twenty five thirty GMB per kilograms, uh, kg is kilograms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So per kilogram is after the sixty days, right? No, no, that's the shipping cost. Shipping from oh. Hong Kong warehouse to the end customer. Okay, okay. And if it stays more than 60 days, I believe you have to pay, right? Yeah. Okay, so where are And it's every month. You need to pay every month. Yes, so it's it actually, so actually we always suggest the brand to, you know, to put um, some, um, not a lot stock, not a lot okay. inventory in the warehouse first to test the market okay. first. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting because Hong Kong is a free trade zone in some way, so you don't have uh, you don't have VAT, you don't have uh, to pay, you don't have um, duties to pay. So you, what you may suggest to your client is send first to Hong Kong, and in order to be fast and deliver quickly to Chinese clients, it's also yes. more convenient that um, storing uh, in Australia or in France or in the US, uh, which uh, will require the client to wait five. I would say five days, right? At least. At least five to ten days. Ten days. Yeah, five to ten days. Okay, so the good process could be to send to Hong Kong. You don't have to do a lot of paperwork in Hong Kong. And then the client can get the product quite quickly in China, in mainland China. Yeah, like three to five days you can receive the product. I see, I see. Then the question is about regulations. If you're selling cream, if you're selling skincare and so on, you have different regulations in China, mainland China and the West, especially the test on animals. How does it work on Xiaohongshu on the cross border? Is it a, a, a zone where you don't have to do those tests? Uh, yeah. On the product? Um, you don't have to do animal testing if you're doing cross border in any, on any platforms. Okay. Okay. Including Team Agoji and so on, Team Global. Yes. I see. I see. I, so I understand, the, I understand the commission, I understand the warehousing. Um, then uh, the question would be how do you uh, create quality content and sales at the same time uh, for instance what our learning our learning from using Timor and JD that if you or Taobao if you want to get sales you need to pay advertisement money you need to have banners you need to to pay keywords and so on mm-hmm. what what's the case on Xiaohongshu 
Um, so first, because uh, we all know that Xiaohongshu is a social commerce app, it has the uh, social media function and also the e-commerce part. But um, I think the difference between Xiaohongshu with other, other e-commerce marketplace is Xiaohongshu is not that sales-driven. The unique part for Xiaohongshu is the social media, it's the community part, because people like to write content people are willing to generate their own content instead of like on Weibo maybe you are just reading other people's posts and you don't really like to post your own content so um that's the unique part of Xiaohongshu but honestly if you um want to have a shop on Xiaohongshu it's not as the the sales may not as big as you know Tmall or JD or other big uh, e-commerce marketplace that's the expectation that we should know at the <laughs> yeah before okay. before we go to Xiaohongshu. The 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 unique part is um, Xiaohongshu is a good place for a new brand in China because it has both the social and e-commerce function. So you can do marketing, branding, and also you can sell on it. So if you are totally new in China, you don't have a lot of pre brand presence. It's really hard to get in Timor Global or really or that big. Mm -hmm platforms yeah because they they only want those famous brands so uh but Xiaohongshu they have um they are actually accepting a lot of new brands so it's a good place for a new brand to start first okay. step yeah okay so basically you don't spend much of marketing money what do you say and you more create content no, you also you also need to spend marketing money. The content is, um, for example, you can manage your own um, brand official account on Xiaohongshu. It's similar to WeChat official account. You can keep posting, but uh, you also need to like work with um, regular users or KOL users to ask them to post content about your product. So that's the marketing part. Okay, but when I when I played a little bit with Xiaohongshu, I've never bought anything from Xiaohongshu, but I played a little bit with it. And uh, you don't see banners, you don't see uh, advertisement, you don't see yeah. that some brands are buying keywords. So this is not the case yet on Xiaohongshu, is it? Yeah, so you see Xiaohongshu has two sections. One is the social media and another one is e-commerce. They don't have a lot of banners because the e-commerce function is... Um, so on Xiaohongshu, the... The, the user behavior is different. On Tmall, people know exactly what you want to buy. Like I want to buy a Shiseido cream and then I go to Tmall and I search Shiseido cream. Then I compare price between different sellers and then I choose one. Um, but on Xiaohongshu, it's different. People go to the community and people see other people's posts. They are not searching exactly like uh, uh, specifically one product. They are searching, for example, cream and they see uh, people's reviews on different brands, different products, and then they choose one and then they click the, 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 the product link and they go to the product. So they don't exactly go to the shop first. They go to the community first and they, see. they see other people's reviews and then they go to the product. So that's the, the difference of the user behavior. So that's why the e-commerce function is not so um, strong. Oh, in Xiaohongshu, that's why you don't see a lot of banners or, uh, you know, advertisements on Xiaohongshu. But actually, uh, in the past few days, Xiaohongshu just launched a new program, a CPC ad program. So that's okay. completely new. Yeah. So it's similar. Um, there are two functions. Uh, one is you can see on the explore page. So that's the default 
uh, front page, if you open the app, uh, you can see a lot of people's posts. And uh, uh, on the Explore page, you can buy a CPC ad. Um, uh, for example, you want to target uh, each group of audience and you can buy the ad on the Explore page. And another thing is you can also buy keywords. It's similar to, okay. yeah, but okay. it's not uh, as um, sales-driven as Taobao because if you buy keywords, you can also, you, the, the link can be linked to a post, a product page, or a brand page. So I that's see. not see. only linked to a product page. So they are very uh, content-driven. They are very okay. focused social media part. Okay. I'm just browsing the, the, the app now and indeed in yeah. the store, uh, you mm -hmm. have a slider. I believe you can you certainly, you can buy this display uh, mm -hmm. and you have the search in which you can buy now. I mean, very recently, as you said, keywords. So it's, I guess, CPC and CPM, both of them, right? Cost per click and cost per million per view. So CPC for those who are listening to, 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 to us, we don't know it's cost per click. So you click and you pay for the click, and CPM is a cost per view, the number of 1,000 view you pay, you pay per 1,000 view. I believe both of them exist because you have a display strategy and you have a keyword keyword strategy. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see, I see, okay. Um, so I, I, I played a little bit with Xiangshu and I'm, I'm very surprised uh, that actually the hype on Xiangshu uh, saying that it's a, it's a fast-growing app, there's more and more people, doesn't really convert into number of likes. I don't know what uh, Xiaongshu pushed to me in terms of advertisement because I said I was interested in sport, I said I was interested in, in, um, in uh, fashion for men, uh, travel and Kindle reading, Dushu, there's Dushu. Dushu means be learning or reading. I, I'm not really sure what, what they mean by Dushu, but um, Dushu meaning uh, to read books. Um, and the, I, I'm rolling now and I see some posts like 63 likes, 600 likes, 2,500 likes, but mm -hmm. I don't see many posts which are like 10,000 or 20,000 likes. Yeah. Yeah, 10,000 or 20,000 likes, it's a lot, already a lot. It's a lot, right? Yes. Right. But when we talk about uh, Weibo, when we talk about uh, some KOL, they do much more, right? In terms of likes, reshares. Yes. Uh, I think maybe uh, because uh, there are so many fake likes or fake comments okay. on Weibo. And uh, there are also fake likes on Xiaohongshu, but Xiaohongshu is very strict about fake followers or fake likes. They like they, they delete a lot of fake followers or fake likes. Or if they if they find out if you buy these fake likes, they may block your account or they may delete your account. So they they have very strict regulations about this. I see. So when I register on Xiaohongshu, I I can follow some interest. So that's mm -hmm. the way the app works. You give some ideas of the interest. So in, in terms of interest, what do you have? You have travel, fashion for men, fashion for women, uh, food as well. seems to be quite big on food. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of attention on food. Sports, cars as well. Mm -hmm. um, then shoes, um, um, uh, movies as well. Uh, I don't know how they monetize on movies, uh, but they ask if I'm interested in movies and, and, uh, and, and some movies. Specific movies and cosmetics, and uh, uh, yeah, after it's pretty similar. 
uh, a lot of some some subcategories. Then once you have decided which uh, categories you are interested in, you have a feed of pictures and videos. So it's not mm-hmm. only pictures, it's also videos, which reminds a lot about Douyin, TikTok mm-hmm. in the West, Douyin, mm-hmm. where you can see a lot of different videos and it, it's pushing you uh, videos you may be interested in. And my question when I was playing with Xiang Shu is, what is it? What is it, the algorithm? Mm-hmm. How do you know your video is going to be displayed to a lot of people? What would, what's your learning on it? Do you need to be very good during the first five minutes when you publish, the first, the first two hours? So then there is a momentum and you're pushed. Do you need to put the, the right hashtag? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, 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 do you need to be nearby because you have a function being nearby? So yeah. it's going to be pushed to people who are nearby. How do you uh, optimize your chances of ge- being visible on the social platform? Uh, the uh, the algorithm on Xiaohongshu is actually similar to Douyin. Um, Xiaohongshu also pushes the content that you may be interested in. And uh, it's not just based on the interested interesting tags you interest tags you you choose at the beginning. It's based on, for example, today you are looking at the, the explore page and you click on five posts uh, about skincare and uh, or you comment on a few posts about cosmetics and tomorrow there will be a lot of posts about skincare or cosmetics that we that are pushed to you so it's according to the keywords you search the posts you click on the posts you like you collect your you comment it's according to that interest I see. I was playing a little bit um, with the app to look at some apps and some companies which are famous, like McDonald's. And when you look at McDonald's, it's like 500 followers, 44 likes. So small. I feel that it's not an app for a brand which is like mass market, like McDonald's, where you know all the products, because people know already the product of McDonald's. They don't need to go to discover the products of, of McDonald's. As you said, I feel it's a very good uh, app for discovery, for serendipity, for unique products. You don't know enough and you need more information. Mm-hmm. My, my feeling as well is that uh, it's compensating as, as well the mistrust people have in Baidu. Because mm-hmm. here you search based yeah. on the feedback of people or users or people who, who are using the product, who have an experience. Could you could you give us more uh, um, uh, insight on how Xiaohongshu is used as a search? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a search engine. So, um, for example, because on Baidu you can buy the ranking, you can buy a higher ranking, and uh, if you yeah, if you use Baidu, you 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 will see um, a lot of keywords you search, and the result is really not you are looking for. So uh, when people are looking for some product reviews or some products uh, or some brands, for example, they are looking for uh, makeup tips or some specific, um, I want to buy a cream, but I don't know which brand I should choose. Uh, they are looking for this kind of advice or people's recommendations. They will go to Xiaohongshu to search. So Xiaohongshu serves like a search engine and uh, um, people will know that if I go to Baidu, I won't find anything that um, I'm looking for, but I go to Xiaohongshu, I can see other people's real comments, real reviews, then I can decide which brand or which product I want to buy. 
So it's and like product review um, function or search engine function, or uh, people also use it to search for, uh, for example, I want to go to France for vacation and I need to search which restaurant uh, people recommend, which hotel I should go to. So this kind of traveling recommendations or um, F&B restaurant re recommendations, people also use Xiaohongshu to do that. I see, I see. Talking about your case studies, so you have worked for, uh, you are working currently for about 20 different various clients. Could you share some uh, case studies, uh, especially one uh, illustrating um, the fact that it's a new brand, not known. How do you initiate the first contact with a Chinese consumer on, on, uh, on Xiaohongshu? Uh, okay, so um, most of our brands are beauty brands uh, like uh, skincare, uh, cosmetics, and uh, they we have one brand from the U.S. and uh, they are uh, I have to say they are like a medium-sized brand in the U.S. but they are totally new in China. Like they have never sold in any uh, marketplace or in any places in China and they are going cross-border because they don't do animal testing. So um, uh, they choose Xiaohongshu as their first step and uh, we um, do both the social and the e-commerce part for them. We open a brand flagship shop and we also do the content management and also we work with KOLs. So for example, um, before the shop opening, because we need time to prepare for the uh, shop application and also shop setup, product listing. So we took around two to three months to do pre-launch marketing on my okay. own. Yes, we create a brand official account. We start posting and we work with regular users and uh, KOLs. Um, so to create some noise before the shop opening, because it's a very new brand, although there are a few people talking about them because they uh, maybe these people live in the US and they know this brand. So uh, after we um, do the pre-launch marketing, uh, there are already some people asking, like, where can I buy this product? Uh, I can't find any uh, from Taobao or Timor or other marketplace. So um, um, that's the preparation work before the launch. And then we launch the shop. And uh, then... Um, uh, when we launch the shop, we also work with uh, KOLs to do the like uh, the shop opening, um, and then um, the the feedback is pretty good because people are already asking like where can I buy this, and then at the same time they will see a lot of KOLs are posting about this product or the brand, so we can see from the back end the traffic uh, come from directly from the 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 KOLs posts. I see. Like the I most. See. Like eighty percent of the traffic come from the the KOL's posts. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. What is a successful launch for launch for you in terms of number of sales? What can you expect when you are not now in China, or maybe you are known in, in the US and some Chinese travelers know, or some people, some Chinese who have studied in the US know you. Uh, but what can you expect as a as a good result? Let's say for the first six months after the launch. Do, could you expect what would be a success for you? It's one hundred thousand dollars of sales. It's one million dollars of sales. Even ten thousand dollars, ten thousand US dollars of sales. Could you give some metrics? I know it depends on which brands, which which sectors. Yeah. But could you give us a number of clients? It's like if you get one thousand clients, ten thousand clients, one hundred clients, it's a good start. What, what what do you have in mind? Um, 
So first, it depends on um, the price of the product because uh, now people can receive information from a lot of channels. So if the price is much, much higher than what you sell in the U.S. or in your own country, then people may find another channels or they may find Daigo to buy your product. They may not go to your Chinese shop. So the price is actually still a very important factor in China. And uh, it should not be too, too much difference between different platforms like you sell uh, too high on Xiaohongshu and then uh, the price is much lower on Tmall on your own shop. So um, that's one factor. And it also depends on the category because from what we see, um, the makeup brands uh, sells pretty well in Xiaohongshu. Okay. Because Xiaohongshu yeah, is a content-driven platform and it's easier for people to see if you put on these makeups, like if you put on lipsticks or eyeshadows, uh, the pictures are pretty nice, right? But if it's a skincare brand, people cannot really see that while well, your, your skin is getting better or something. Yeah, so uh, I, for us, we recommend makeup brands and especially if you are a, a not a premium brand, like you are for mass market, um, it's, it, it sells pretty well in Xiaohongshu. Uh, okay. For a makeup brand, maybe you can expect like um, 10,000 10, orders or something. It's pretty cool. Uh, on, on how much time? One month, six months? No, uh, after, six to, after six to 12 months, because you need some time to do the preparation, like pre-launch, marketing, everything. Okay, but after <laughs> you launch, you have, you have everything, you have your shop, everything is set up. After you officially launch, after the pre-launch, Let's say you are you are ready to get the sales. Like in the coming six months, you could expect ten thousand sales. What do you say? Yeah, it, but it depends on the brand, the price. Oh, of course, of course. But ten thousand would be a success for you. Ten thousand could be yeah, one of the pretty, good cases. Yeah, that's pretty successful because, like I said, Xiaohongshu is not as big as Tmall, so it's yeah, it doesn't sell that well like Tmall. Yeah. In terms of um, um, pricing, you said to, to keep the roughly the same prices. In terms of taxes, what taxes do you have to pay when you sell on Xiaohongshu? Uh, do you need to pay VAT, VAT clearance, it's cross-border? It's, it's, all this is not very clear. Just the cross-border tax because it, it includes everything. So the okay. cross-border tax is um, uh, around 11.2%, but it's, uh, there is a new update. Like yesterday. Yeah, 11.2% actually is lower than the VAT. The VAT is 17% in China. Yes, because it's cross-border. You are not selling in China, you are selling cross-border. So it's different. I understand. I understand, but that's a bit like unfair competition to people who are in mainland China. Yeah, so cross-border actually, because um, government policies, they actually support cross-border. So... There are a lot of brands, smaller brands, they don't do the EFDA or they are not in China yet, so they may choose cross-border. Okay. It's okay. okay. Um, you talked about KOL. Uh, yesterday, actually, I interviewed the podcast Park Lu, so we talked about KOL. And um, how... how um, how does it work on Xiaohongshu? So you're going to talk to the KOL, telling him we can pay you or give you some product, talk about our product, and then on the board of the brand, 
you will see the different people mentioning the brand, right? So you can see some feedback and experiences of different KOL and different people on the board, or I don't know if we call that the board, but on the on the page of, 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 of the brand. If I go on the brand page, I will see all the people who mentioned the brand, and I can see the, the, the experience, the feedback of different users, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, if you have a brand official account, you can see, uh, you can collect people's posts uh, into your board, and you can... So other users can see uh, KOL's posts or okay. users' posts. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, under the uh, product page, under the product information, um, that's the different part from uh, Timor because uh, Timor has a comment function. Although now Xiaohongshu also has a comment function, but uh, the, um, under the product information, there will be like uh, other people are also using this product. And then you can see other people's posts related. I see. To I see. We mentioned uh, previously uh, the percentage of uh, the return uh, and how to 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 manage returns from from clients. Uh, I, I forgot to ask you: Do you have an um, an idea of the percentage of return? Is it higher on Xiaohongshu or lower on Xiaohongshu compared to Tmall? Do you have some metrics to share? Um, I think it's pretty much the same because um, Timor, uh, although Timor's uh, audience, they may be more mass market and Xiaohongshu's audience, they are more younger generation. Um, the returns actually depends on um, your after sale service, your logistics, your product, everything. So for us, um, actually, uh, when we when we operate the shop for our client, uh, if it's not some really big quality problem or some logistics problem, like if you it, the, the 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 parcel is stuck at the custom and you have to wait one month to get the parcel, or if it's that kind of problem, then I think the return rate is very very low. Okay. Okay. Do you feel that being in the uh, cream business, beauty business? Is actually safer in terms of return because once people, someone has opened the cream, cannot return it. But when yeah. you are in the, in the clothes and fashion business, apparel business, yeah. people try it and the, the, the return is very high. Is it something wow. you, that, is it why you have specialized in, in more beauty businesses, your beauty products? Is it one of the reasons? It's because it's in some way, it's a little bit easier in management. Uh, there's a bit more uh, as well, I guess. Um, um, audience and interest into it. What, 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 why did you choose beauty products? Uh, actually, because uh, beauty is the like the most category on Xiaohongshu, and it's the uh, uh, at the beginning, uh, Xiaohongshu is very, very, very focused on beauty, and now it's becoming more and more lifestyle. Like, like they have a lot of traveling content, FMB content, uh, or even for male um, fashion, male skincare. So at the beginning, beauty is the largest category on Xiaohongshu. So it's also the most popular category. Like uh, people like to share content about about beauty brands because it's a habit. Yeah, like if I'm using Xiaohongshu for many years, you you like to share beauty content. Okay. I'm checking actually the hot topics on Mm Xiaohongshu right now. And the third one is chocolate, chocolate, for instance. Uh, but the second one is TF, 
TFG, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is. But TF, I think it's cosmetics. And uh, the, first, the first one uh, seems to be related to food as well. Um, um, I feel as well that uh, uh, there are also some interesting technology like Huawei P30, I think. I guess it's for the pictures of the new phone uh, or the, 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 gla the glasses uh, just launched. Um, actually, it's pretty balanced in terms of uh, hot topics. I see some tech, I see some food, I see some cosmetics. Um, what, what's your binge eating? Uh, so binge eating like... Um, so 11 million people liked uh, topics about big chilling, uh, I mean, the, the, the ice cream. Uh, I understand you are, you are in beauty product. If we go outside of it, uh, mm -hmm. what, what, how do you feel uh, the food business can monetize? How can they monetize through Serong Shu? Is it also restaurant or is it purely product like chocolate to send? Yeah, uh, like um, snacks. Snacks is also very popular on Xiaohong. Okay. Yeah, because um, um, like you you can because um, that's something that you want to share with people. Like if you have one good brand of snacks, you want to share with your colleagues or your friends. And the restaurants is also because the you can take a lot of beautiful pictures. And uh, it's uh, because Xiaohongshu, it's like Pinterest or Instagram, it's very photo driven. So uh, if you have really nice photos, like if you do a makeup or you go to a restaurant, a nice hotel, you can take a lot of big, uh, pretty pictures and then it's very suitable for your brand. That's the thing. Yeah, you have a lot of functionalities very similar to Pinterest where you can pin and put in the board. Yeah. Uh, when you manage a, a client business on Xiaohongshu, uh, do you yourself uh, play as a KOL, meaning that you are going to use a product, to show the product, in order to start uh, talking about the product? Uh, how do you do that? Or do you talk on behalf of the brand and test the product, describe the product, describe the company as the brand itself? Or yourself in your team, you have, uh, I don't know, a few people, while posting on their personal accounts. Mm, we do both. And so on. You do both. Yeah, because it needs both KOL posts and also regular user posts. A regular user post, it means um, like you are a regular user and you are sharing um, this product or this brand. So it looks like a real user is using your product to... Um, and they have some reviews or comments. And uh, like we said before, because Xiaohongshu is also serving as a search engine. So uh, when people, for example, they go to Tmall and they see this new brand and they have never heard of it, they may go to Xiaohongshu to search the brand name and to see other people's comments. So at this moment, you will need a lot of posts. For example, if they go to Xiaohongshu and they search, the number is zero or just two posts. It's not enough. Exactly. So before you launch, you have to make sure that at least you can scroll a little bit on the yeah. brand page. To, so yeah. I, that's why I was thinking that in, in, inside your team, among your friends, you're already beginning to, to get some comments, even if they're not KOL, but at least mm -hmm. to fill in a bit the board, to get some, some feedback. Is it a strategy you are following? Yes. Like okay. we, we, not only ourselves, because we, we only have a few accounts. We, we are managing... Um, Regular, a lot of regular user accounts. 
to increase the number of results. I see. Talking about KOLs, um, I talked with some um, people from big companies like Publicis, Omnicom, and so on, and they have they are they have mixed feelings about KOL. Um, they say we talk about a lot about KOLs, and it doesn't convert that way that much. Actually, it doesn't convert um, as 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 usually as we say. And for the price, it's for, so for the money we spend, of course, it's long term. It's about branding. It's about being top of mind, and so on. What, what's, your, what's your opinion on it? Do you feel that KOL are commenting very well or it's a, it's a compulsory path to convert on the medium and long term, more like an investment? Yeah, I think, um, I think, it, it's, I think it's different um, from what I see uh, KOL campaign. Like, what do you see KOLs? What do you expect KOLs to uh, work for you? I think uh, KOLs, they... Oh, um, um, their job is to bring traffic to your shop, but not the conversion, because there are a lot of factors affecting conversion, like your product page, your product photos, your your brand, your price, a lot of things. But for KOLs, what they need to do is they need to write good content, they need to take uh, good pictures, and they can bring traffic, real traffic to your shop. That's their job, and they are already mm -hmm. done that. You can't expect to bring conversion because they are not your salespeople. They are not okay. responsible for your sales. Do they delete the post after? Do they keep the post on the profile or do they delete it after when it's a post? Of course post they keep post. the post because it's searchable. You can still search it. Okay, they cannot delete after. They, can, they could, of but course, they don't. Yeah, of course they can delete it. Yeah. Okay, okay. When I browse... Um, Xiaohong uh, Shu, uh, I feel there's a lot of very useless or trash posts. Uh, people taking pictures of themselves in their, in their room uh, with a beautiful view and so on. And the question is, uh, for me, is uh, should it exist, all those posts? Don't you feel there's a lot of actually waste of time on Xiaohong Shu? I feel undoing is the case. Uh, how, how do you think? Uh, is the quality of the content created on Xiaohongshu? Uh, you mean you mean you need to take good pictures, or you, or you can just take okay pictures? I, I mean, I mean, um, I, I I don't know if it's not my generation or not, but I feel people are taking pictures of themselves in every every kind of circumstances uh, in their home, um, in, uh, when they are out there, out there. Uh, I don't know if they would be very happy in 20 years to see all those pictures, uh, <laughs> first thing. Second thing, they put videos, and the videos, I, I looked at some videos, they don't really smile during the video, they just talk and so on. Mm -hmm. Not very engaging. Um, mm -hmm. And you see uh, um, some short videos about port, uh, football, I don't know if it's because something I followed, um, but I... I I'm not sure if I spend a lot of time on Serong Shu, I really learn something. If I spend time on uh, like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal and so on, I learn things I know. But here, I feel we are in a space where people are wasting a lot of time. And there is a, not, a podcast called Should It Exist? <laughs> we have a lot of tech, we have a lot of app, but should it exist this way? What did you, that my question for you is, um, um, how much percentage of the content or um, 
or how qualitative the content is on Xiaongshu. I think that's a big question because at the, at the end of the day, people are going to use Xiaongshu for entertainment. Why not? To mm. play. But maybe they will find out it's a bit empty in terms of content. What's your feedback? Do you have some concerns about that? Yeah. Uh, well, Xiaongshu is um, popular among young female users. And uh, like they are, for example, they're in college, they are still students, they have a lot of time to go to Xiaohongshu, maybe to read the celebrities' posts or to see other people's reviews about specific products. Um, they may be not like you, like a, 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 you know, a businessman who are very busy with your work uh, or me, because if I'm not in this business, I may not go to Xiaohongshu, you know, because I don't have that much time. So the audience is different and uh, uh, they are targeting young people uh, and they have time. So they like to read this kind of stuff. Uh, they're not interested in New York Times. So but I understand that. Um, <laughs> and I was actually challenging it on, on purpose. But the thing is that, was interesting what you say. If that's targeting the millennials, young people, that means lower purchasing power. But when you want to target people who are busy, uh, who are busy at work, busy with family, and so on, do you think Xiaomi would be a good platform? Do you think oh. it's better to be on a VIP shop, the, the flash sales, because it's very targeting to some brand, you know what, you know, what, you, know, uh, you, know um, you have discounts, it's very organized. Uh, what, what's your, I think that's a very big question. Is, is Sahongshu basically a platform for millennials and young people? So you have, you have a bit of constraint on pricing. Young people doesn't mean they don't have purchasing power because there are a lot of rich young people in China. That's the generation. That's this generation. Like post-95s, they are pretty rich and they have a lot of time. They like to read this stuff. That's the okay. yeah current of China. Spending the money of parents. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Um, how how did you like it? How how did you how did you find the questions? Is there anything you you like to add? Uh, I think it pretty much covers everything. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. a good interview. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, I hope uh, everyone liked the interview as well. I hope you like it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Bye.